and welcome to the second episode of our podcast. My name is Kate and I'm here with my colleague Mane and our special guest Rosha. This is a podcast series by Student Digital Champions at Queen's where we discuss the importance of digital skills and expertise for educational and employability purposes. Today we are going to be discussing the role the digital skills play after graduation with our guest Rosha who is currently a legal professional at Baker McKenzie after graduating with a law degree from Queen's in July. We are very happy to have you with us for the next 30 minutes and we hope that today's discussion with our guest will be helpful for you. Rosha, we are very grateful to have you with us today. Would you like to start off by telling our listeners a little about yourself, your experience at Queen's and your current graduate role? Yeah, um, hi, um, my name is Rosha Pilin. Um, I am 22 years old, currently living in Belfast. Um, I graduated from Queen's in July uh, this year and I got my job as a legal professional for Baker McKenzie in August 2022 after applying for it around February, March time uh, that year. So yeah, um, I'm still pretty new into the job but uh, really enjoying it so far and yeah, definitely um, had a great experience at Queen's while I was there as well. You know, I was able to do a whole lot of extracurricular activities and I worked as the uh, communications manager for the law magazine, The Verdict, and I was the social media assistant for QUB Law as well during my time there. So had a very good experience uh, at Queen's for sure. That sounds really interesting. I see you had many fields of interest during your time of studies at Queen's. That is so amazing. I would also like to know whether you think that your course and extracurricular activities linked to your studies developed your skills any further? Yes, definitely. Um, I feel like when I came to Queen's, my digital skills weren't very well developed. Um, I think they were fairly limited. So having the opportunity to work um, in various different roles um, where I could actually learn and develop my skills further was um, definitely a really great experience to have. Um, While I was communications officer for The Verdict, it was my job to manage the social media accounts and promote the annual publication as well as make posts for the blog. So that was a really great experience to have Um, kind of helped me become a bit more proficient in using business social media accounts as well. And um, I also gained quite a lot of experience using uh, graphic design software such as Canva um, while I worked as the social media assistant for QUB Law and as a student assistant for the Student Guidance Centre. So these were definitely really um, interesting experiences that I feel I definitely wouldn't have had had I not taken on these roles. And I think they definitely set me apart when I went to apply for my graduate jobs because these are kind of unique experiences to get. And yeah, I'm very grateful for my time at Queen's for giving me these uh, well-rounded learning opportunities. I definitely agree that my digital skills were pretty poor when I left school. Like I didn't really, I didn't do ICT or anything like that for GCSE or A-levels. So I felt that my knowledge was pretty basic. Like it was definitely just the standard Word and PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. And even at the start of my university career, I really knew very little about what I was studying. So I think that through my course, I've definitely improved my skills and it's been such a good experience for me. Yeah, for sure. I think even using the software 
um, that we use like the databases such as like Westlaw and Lexis during our time uh, doing law at Queen's definitely helped just to gain a little bit more confidence in using different types of software because yeah I mean definitely didn't know very much coming out of school how to use my digital skills how to utilize them to my advantage anyway for research or for uni in general. And I know that you talked there about your part-time jobs that you had throughout the course as a social media assistant for Queen's and other roles. Could you go into a bit more detail about what your experience was like in these roles, what your responsibilities were and uh, what you learned? Yeah, for sure. Um, I worked for another law firm as well um, called it was Herbert Smith Freehills as the campus ambassador too. So that was another uh, experience that I had. So basically in all of these different roles, they give you pretty good training. So you were kind of trained in social media proficiency, um, managing business accounts, Canva training, how to manage your time, analyze data from the social media accounts as well, which was a really good skill to get. So to be able to see how certain posts did as compared to other posts um, and kind of track your progress and views and things like that. And then and we would kind of compile these into different spreadsheets and put together the data um, to see which posts did better so we could then tailor um, the posts to your audience because we knew what they liked best. So my role as social media assistant for QUB Law involved a lot of that. And yeah, that training was definitely very, very helpful and something I definitely wouldn't have um, got otherwise. And yes, during my time um, working for HSF, um, I was able to man an online booth for, during um, COVID times when everything was virtual. So at the QUB Careers Fair, um, I was able to chat to students or prospective students all over the world who were interested in um, going to QUB and also interested in the links with different law firms such as HSF. So yeah, that was definitely really interesting and definitely helped to develop my digital skills there. Um, as well as that, while I was the social media assistant for QUB Law, I was able to do a couple of episodes for LawPod. So I was able to interview um, a couple of students who were just graduating and ask them about their time at Queen's, what they learned, and kind of give a bit of insight into life after graduation for students there as well. Um, and that's, yeah, that was definitely an experience I was never going to be going to have otherwise, um, apart if I wasn't in that role. So yeah, I think those are, definitely great experiences to get very good learning opportunities i just wanted to say that i'm amazed of how many things you managed to do while you were studying at queens it seems like you were always busy doing something did you find enough time to focus on your studies as well because you did work for social media and recorded podcasts and so on wasn't it too much it was actually okay um because i think a lot of those jobs were well when I got one it kind of led to the other and then led to the other so I wasn't necessarily doing them all at the same time like they were quite short so when I was working for HSF that was only for a year and then it moved on to another student it was only really for you, you applied in first year and then you got the job in second year and then after that it was on to the next person so I think just the timing of the jobs um, helped me to balance my uni and working because I mean it re- overall it really was only a couple of hours a week anyway um, for each of the jobs because you were just kind of tracking making a post and tracking the post overall it didn't really take 
too much time. Um, but no, I definitely couldn't have done all those jobs at the same time. I would not have been able to do my uni work. <laughs> yeah, I know like there's so many different things that you've now had experience of. And me and Molly have definitely found that too. Like we've really enjoyed making these podcasts. It's such a unique thing to be able to do while also like as part of your part-time job. And the social media analytics as well is such an interesting side of it. Like I think it's so good for your business knowledge and experience. Like that is such a big thing these days. Everyone is looking for that. It's so important. So it's always good to get experience that's current and up to date and actually applicable in the real world. Do you think that your digital skills developed through your work as a social media assistant helped you in the application and interview process for your current job? Tell us a little about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that um, the experience working as a social media assistant for Queen's definitely helped me in the application and interview process for the job I do now. Um, during that role, I was able to uh, speak to and engage with a lot of people from various different backgrounds, different levels, um, a lot of people in the legal world as well. So I think it also helped me gain a lot of diverse, transferable skills. So like, um, most importantly, the ability to effectively communicate with people from various different backgrounds and different life experiences was key. Um, working on the law pod when I did, um, that was really, really beneficial because I kind of got to be <laughs> the interviewer as opposed to the interviewee, which definitely helped me uh, during my interview with Baker McKenzie. Um, as well as that, the the skills that you gain uh, working in a kind of a different part-time job as compared to, you know, I used to work in a pharmacy as just a shop assistant um, the skills that I gained working as a social media assistant are just completely different and kind of put you apart from the rest of the crowd. Um, it also showed to the company that I had an interest in learning skills outside of kind of my comfort zone or what was standard for, um, I think, students as well. Um, and then, of course, the digital skills that I gained during this time um, were very different and helped me kind of stand out from the crowd. In particular, I would say overall the communication skills were the big thing that made me stand out, I would say. And I definitely gained a lot more confidence in communication through that job. I think the connections that you mentioned making is really important too. Like we know as law students in the legal world, everything is through connections and a lot of jobs are like that these days. So even just the opportunities, it gives you to meet people that are in your sort of career path that you want to go into is really important. I agree with you, Kate, because I think these days everything gets mostly done through connections and also having your CV where you mention about your participation and involvement at different extracurricular activities and projects is very eye-catching for the employer. Yeah, and then moving on to employability more generally, obviously we went and studied abroad in Italy together at the first semester of third year do you think that that time studying abroad also gave you extra skills which made you more employable than say other candidates yeah I really think so I think that kind of thing really stands out on a CV um, particularly because again it shows you stepping out of your comfort zone and um, willingness to kind of 
do something different you know and and it's also as you'll know like it was a lot of effort you know doing all the application for going studying abroad and you know balancing going into final year with all the preparations that you had to do and actually being able to live in a different country um, and study in that different country and sort of be able to communicate across language barriers and cultural barriers definitely definitely helps to make you stand out from other applicants I think it also shows uh, to employers a level of independence and sort of organization the ability to kind of strike out by yourself and um yeah, it definitely shows an interest outside of your course as well. But yeah, I think for um, the company I work for, they're a global firm. And I think they were very interested when they saw my CV come through, um, as it's very important to them that you can communicate with clients and branches of the firm in other countries. And my time in Italy, I think, showed them that I had that cultural awareness already before joining the firm. So that was definitely something that. Um, I think made my CV very appealing to the company I work for, for sure. And then as well, um, part of like the Baker motto is all about bravery. And I think they took that um, as kind of a sign that you're willing to do something different. You're, a bit, you're more courageous. You know, you kind of got the resilience to take on new challenges. And yeah, so I think they really responded to that kind of thing. Um, definitely, at least in my interview, they definitely commented on the fact that I went abroad, so yeah, definitely think it helps to make your CV stand out for sure. Yeah, that's why I encourage anyone, literally anyone I meet, I tell them they should do it. Uh, like, I just think it's the best thing for you, even as a person, like not looking at it from an employability purpose or through your studies, like it just develops so many interpersonal skills. Like as you said, independence, like organization, even just getting around a country where you don't speak the language on your own. Like just getting there in the first place is an achievement. Um so yeah, I just think that it's something and like something really a lot of people do not do. Like it's so hard these days to make yourself stand out. Everyone has work experience. Everyone has like something that they've done. Not everyone has lived in a different country, so. Yeah, definitely. I think, as you said, not even from an employability perspective, but just developing yourself. I think, I know for me anyway, being over there, being in Italy, meeting people just from so many different walks of life just broadens your worldview, it broadens your horizons. I think because you're from a, we're from a very small place as well, um, it's definitely really beneficial to get out of a place where you know everybody and just meet people from all different walks of life. It just makes you appreciate everything so much more and your appreci- yeah, your appreciation for other cultures, it just, it really develops that for sure. Oh, that's so true. I'm an international student and I can't relate it to me more. I remember how challenging it was for me to fly from Armenia to the UK first time about three and a half years ago. It's certainly difficult to start something from scratch in a new country, but in the end, I think it's worth it, especially when you realize that you are potentially a highly demanded candidate for your field after having all this experience abroad. So I would also encourage everybody to do it. As Kate said, I remember she advised me too to go to Erasmus program when we just met. 
Also, talking about this employability topic and application process, I'm so curious to know about your application process at Baker McKenzie, because as you said, your firm is international and they have branches in different countries. I'm very interested to know about how you found this job and what was the application process like? Yeah, actually, at the time, I was definitely, I was coming into my second semester, so the final semester of final year, and I was starting to get a bit worried about finding a job. So I was just having a fairly casual look on LinkedIn and I signed up for job alerts on Indeed and things like that. Um, But I actually found this job while I was working as a student assistant in the Student Guidance Centre and it was during the Spring Careers Fair. And I was just in the, I think it was in the Peter Froggett Centre, you know, standing up on those little stalls trying to advertise the Careers Fair. So I was kind of online looking at the different jobs there and Baker McKenzie was one of the first ones that came up so thought I would just take a look and yeah I found this job fun I found another one as well for Baker McKenzie in a different department but um, I thought that my department sounded pretty interesting so I thought why not just fix up my CV send it to them and see what happens um so pretty much for the application process it was upload your CV and then you had to answer uh, a set of online questions, fairly standard, typical application questions, you know, what do you know about the firm? Why would you be an asset to the firm? That sort of thing. And it was actually a very quick turnaround. As soon as I put my CV and application in, um, I would want to say a couple of days later, I got an email back from the company offering me an interview in a week. Um, And the interview itself, it was very professional, but it was relatively informal as well you know everyone was very very nice and I think it was I want to say it was a 70% interview 30% presentation so as part of the interview they sent you in that email you know and that kind of explanation of what the interview was going to be and then they sent a series of documents with certain parts redacted and then they asked you to write a presentation based on the contents of the document and that sounds a bit intimidating but they actually didn't want you to have any prior knowledge of what it was about. I think it was on legal professional privilege, um, like litigation privilege, which like Kate will know we never really studied that. Um, so yeah, they didn't want you to have any prior knowledge. They just wanted you to be able to take the information, analyze it, kind of condense it down and um, do a compare and contrast throughout the presentation and then be able to deliver it to them in a professional way. Um, and kind of assess your communication skills like that. So, yeah, that was that was basically the interview process. And then fairly shortly after that, then they, they had offered me the job. So it was very quick turnaround. That's something I, I really um, appreciate about Baker McKenzie. They're always very um, quick when it comes to things like that. They're very um, direct and you always get a quick response from them. So, yeah, no, it was, it was very straightforward, I want to say. Um, very good interview process, very good application process they made it very they're they're very approachable as well so they made it very easy to approach them about any questions that you had um any worries or anything they were they were very good that sounds so easy and not scary at all I have my application soon and I'm so scared because I think they will be asking me questions about things that I have never heard of 
But after you told us about your own experience, I started thinking that maybe employers understand that we just graduated and don't have all that knowledge. So probably they will be mostly giving extra yeah. training to the new employees like your company did for you. I know. I, I don't want to say it was it was easy because it was definitely intimidating um, when you first get that document and you have to analyze it and condense it down. But it was more the firm made it easy to understand and they made it very they made it very approachable if you had any questions um I definitely don't want to say it was it was you know simple or anything like that at all but um I think just the way in which it was conducted and how quick they were to respond and how fast the turnaround for everything was definitely helped and yeah everyone's very was very approachable and the two interviewers were so lovely and just put you put you right at ease so you could kind of more comfortably talk about everything and ask them questions as well yeah like the thing is a lot of interviews these days or job applications are multi-step processes which I do think can put people off um but it's just not the old days of cv interview job like they want to see more from you sometimes it's aptitude tests personality tests sometimes like as you say they'll send you out sort of a sample of the work you'll be doing but I think the important thing is for people not to be put off by things like that because as Manny said like they understand that you're going to be trained up you're not going to be perfect for the job when you apply um but I was I meant to ask you about what training you actually did for this job like when you went in what training did you go through what digital skills were enhanced and developed by the training that you received from Baker McKenzie? Well, when I started, we actually had two full weeks of training before we did anything related to legal profession. Um, yeah, the training was actually really amazing. Um, they did it in a way that it made it so you never got bored or you never got tired. So you'd have maybe a two-hour session um, getting to know everybody. And then it'd be a two-hour session, kind of like a informal lecture about say for example privilege um which we didn't really learn about and we'd be kind of shouting out answers and it'd be more of a discussion based training session and then you would move on to start training in say for example the software we use for document review which is a big part of the job I do it's called relativity and so we would have maybe five hours a day that day would have been on relativity but they broke it up into showing us how they showed us the whole process from start to finish of, you know, getting a case and then, you know, looking at the information, going on the briefing calls with the client and making your notes. Then they would show us how to use the software itself and how to kind of condense the documents down and use the coding panels. And so they gave us examples of how to do this, but they use actual cases that have come through the firm. So you're watching a briefing call from, say, like of a case that they had maybe years ago and then they gave you the briefing and you could discuss in groups how you thought it should go. And then it was, yeah, it was very interactive, basically. Like um, it was really, really good. It was, it wasn't, it didn't feel like sitting in, say, like a lecture theater being told how to use something or um, kind of a dry training session like that. It was just very interactive and they made it so you can ask questions. And um, then when you went through how you thought all the documents should have been coded, for example, they were never going to tell you that you did it wrong or you're never going to get tested on it. It was just practice. Uh, and we had several sessions like that for various different types of software, which is really, really beneficial and very helpful 
so yeah I definitely um develop my digital skills in that context um using all that, all those different types of software such as relativity um and then I personally felt like I didn't really know how to use excel very well as an example and um I talked about that with my manager and then we I went on to like we have this big LinkedIn learning platform and I was able to find a course for myself and um, take time out of uh, my first few weeks of the job just to have an hour going over Excel because I just feel like I never really learned how to use that um, in school or uni. So yeah, no, the training was really excellent um, and we got training from various different departments as well, not just our own team. So you got to meet a lot of people from throughout the office. And then people will come in and talk to you about, say, the secondment opportunities. Like one of the people have been to various different countries and with the firm and lived there as well. So, yeah, it was really excellent, really excellent training. Um, Couldn't really fault it, honestly. It eased you into the company in a really informal yet professional way. Yeah, me and Manny, we talked before in our last podcast about LinkedIn learning. I feel like they're going to, it's not a big ad for LinkedIn learning, these podcasts, we swear. Um, but it just is a really, really useful site. And I was I was the exact same as you with Excel. Like, I feel like I didn't know anything about Excel. And so many other people did. I think it's just some courses must use it more than others. Definitely in law, we didn't um so when I started up this job as a student digital champion we were immediately given lots of LinkedIn learning training you can go through it at your own pace you can go back and look over it if you feel like you've forgotten something or you need to refresh your memory so I feel like it was really really useful for us anyway so true and also LinkedIn learning gives a certificate by the end of the course which you can later on show to your employer as a proof that you've actually done the course and you have in-depth knowledge in that field. As much as I remember, our Excel training was about two hours and it was going into so much details. Later on, when I started working for the SDCs, I realized how confident I feel when using Excel. And also continuing on the same topic, while you were telling me about your work and about your training, I got really curious to know about what kind of firm it is. Is it quite a big team that you work with? And in general, what is your daily routine at work? Yeah, so um, typical working day for me, um, it depends on the week really as well, or the day of the week. Um, so the work, the firm requires us to kind of make it into the office two days a week at a minimum. We have this uh, system where we have two days in the office, two days at home and one day flexible, which is really good actually um, after covid because I find working at home all the time can be a little bit tedious and I feel like you need some human contact. You need to physically be in the room with your team sometimes. Um, there's nothing worse than sending an email after email or Skype after Skype feeling like you're almost annoying somebody. It's so much better to be in the office actually socializing and engaging with your uh, people on your team. So on a day that I'm in the office, I usually actually carpool with a couple of girls I work with as well so that's one of the great things about Baker McKenzie is that they really help you to make friends within the office they're really big on um having these social events like we have this drinks on the terrace event every month or so so yeah there's all these opportunities to make friends within your team and outside your team 
so yes, yeah, a typical work day for me, if I'm in the office, would start with usually being up around seven, uh, getting ready for work, going in with the girls I work with. Uh, and then we book our seats sort of on this online system. Um, so yeah, we have a really lovely office and we always sort of book to sit beside the water at City Keys. It's very nice, very nice place to have an office. Um, but yeah, no, usually sit down, log in. Um, then most days, if I have a project, we will have a catch-up call with the team lead and the wider team to kind of discuss any issues we might have or any changes or advancements within the project. And then depending on what I'm working on, I'll log into that software and start usually analyzing documents. If it's a document review, um, yeah, kind of just filtering through all these documents, reading a lot, a lot of reading in this job, reading through different emails and documents and spreadsheets and like coding them a specific way. But yeah, um, and then usually have a nice lunch break at one o'clock with the, the girls I work with up in the nice office kind of overlooking the water again it's very nice um yeah and then usually I will have a monthly catch-up with my manager as well so in Baker McKenzie we have our team leads for the projects that we're on and then we also have what's called our sort of pastoral manager so it's their job to say approve your holidays and sick leave and things like that but also to kind of make sure that you're settling in all right and that you're getting on okay, you have no issues to kind of bring up to them. Um, they're kind of, yeah, your pastoral lead for, and your first port of call if you have any issues. So I usually have a catch up with them as well. Um, we have a monthly call schedule every month, but usually we message them quite frequently because we typically find ourselves having to message them about different things that we're not sure of or things like that. But yeah, no, it's a very good office environment. I really enjoy being in the office it's just a very friendly place I remember feeling quite intimidated when I first started just in case it was going to be what you imagine of a law firm to be kind of very strict very corporate but Baker McKenzie while very obviously very professional and very high achieving law firm it just has this really lovely culture of friendship and kindness and yeah so I actually really enjoy my everyday in the office I think the mix of the online and face-to-face is really important as well. Like I know it's nice to be online sometimes, but a lot of the time you it's harder to make those relationships and connections when you're not seeing them in person. And it's good that you have somebody for pastoral care and issues like that. Like I think our managers are very good at that too. I'm sure Manu would agree. Like anytime we're struggling with assignments or the workload of our course is just a lot like we can come straight to them and they're really understanding about everything and it's important to have something like that because you know work isn't just work like work impacts all the other aspects of your life and it can be where you make like your best friends it's where you spend most of your time so it's important that it's a good environment for you to be in yeah definitely and I think Baker McKenzie is probably one of the best places for that as well um they have a lot of different committees and groups things like baker band for example you know we have all these different things it kind of feels like you know university again like there's clubs there's committees to join so the emphasis is really on yes it's your job it's very important you're you know you come in every day you're on time everything like that but at the same time 
there's just lovely culture as well that comes along with it, which I feel like it challenges your preconceptions of what a law firm is really like. Um, because I certainly didn't expect it to be, although I read about what the company was like, and I knew that it had this image and this, I knew, I kind of knew what it was going to be like, but I don't think I really expected or appreciated it enough, you know, when I started. Um, but because, yeah, like it really is this lovely culture of, um, of kindness and kind of giving back, you know, there's those opportunities as well that they've given us. I mean, I was like volunteering, making Christmas hampers this Christmas, you know, and was able to have, take a volunteering day for that. I think it's just, yeah, it's a great place to work, honestly. Like the culture, I think, of a company really does impact how well you perform as well. Because um, if you feel like the company is giving something back to you, um, you definitely are more willing to perform better and your standards are higher for sure. I love how excited you are when you start talking about your work. You sound very passionate about it. And now I even started questioning whether I chose the wrong profession. Is there any advice that you could give to new yeah. students who are worried about finding a job after graduation or who are currently struggling with the application process? Yeah, I would say to students who are worrying about life after graduation that Honestly, the best thing you can do, I think, is just say yes to any opportunities that come your way. Um, I definitely think that all the opportunities that I said yes to throughout my time at uni have 100% helped me get the job I have today. Um, I think that the more experience you can get under your belt is just the best thing. Obviously, it's important to manage your studies along with extracurriculars and part-time jobs, but... I think just if you get the opportunity, say, to study abroad, you should do it. Or if you get the opportunity to host a podcast episode like I did, you should just do it. I mean, um, only only good can come from it, I think. And um, it's something else to add to your CV. It's something else to add to your experience that maybe makes you stand out from the crowd. And, yeah, as well as that, I would say keep developing your skills every chance you get, just do do whatever you can to just keep developing your skills and yeah I think most of all just don't worry too much um, because I think everyone I know who's graduated has landed on their feet in some way you know I think people put so much pressure on themselves so early on but there are so many resources and so many places that you can go to find a job I mean we talked about some of them already like LinkedIn, Indeed, all those things, Queen's Careers Fairs that's a great place to look. Um, Queens are really great for promoting graduate opportunities, even looking on the Queens Careers Instagram. They have like weekly updates on different jobs that are available, I think. But also another thing I would say, up update your CV so you don't have to do it when you get, uh, when you get you know, through an application process, for example. Yeah, I think that's helpful for literally every student and especially for those who find themselves in strange situations like when they don't know where to start from. Everyone who graduates is in the same position, like everyone's feeling the same way. It's not just you, no one really knows. If they know, they're very lucky. But um, yeah, I think once you get into one experience like this, for example, like my job, I never, I didn't think I'd be doing the kind of work that I do day to day, but I really enjoy it. And I think it's so hard coming out of a degree to try and translate that knowledge into like day-to-day -day work. But I think only once you 
get the that first kind of graduate job experience do you even get a slight idea of what you want to do yeah there's so much good advice for everyone to take out of that I think like one of the very important things is to take every opportunity we get we've encouraged it literally so much but it's easier said than done to push yourself out of your comfort zone like I was thinking earlier when we were talking about this like I've seen so many studies about how women and like black minority ethnic candidates are far less likely than men to apply for a job if they don't meet all of the criteria and I think about that every time I see a job advertised I always look for the criteria and if I don't meet every single one I'll just go no like there's no point I'm not going to get the job but it's such a bad attitude you really should just apply anyway why not yeah definitely I mean I think imposter syndrome really runs deep especially for women I even find it in my job day to day and a lot of my team a lot of the people I started with are women and we all share kind of the same feeling of like I don't know exactly how to describe it but it's almost this fear of failure or this fear of thinking you are not where you should be or you know everyone's better than you but that's just not true everyone's in the same position when they start a new job in particular no one really knows more than the other not really and yeah no I definitely agree with you I think we have such a lack of kind of professional confidence as women as well yeah I feel like we have to be so much more confident about our skills and if something doesn't work out maybe that wasn't meant to be and there is always a good chance that you will find something better I remember when I was applying for my course and I was doubting myself and my knowledge of science subjects which are known to be the quite challenging A-levels Now, to my surprise, the gender ratio in my course is nearly 50-50 and that amazes me constantly. Feels like time changes people and the new generation just breaks all the old stereotypes. Yeah, for sure. I think um, as well, you know, even in my office, which is such, there's such an emphasis on uh, equality and, you know, especially the gender equality, um, things like that. We have lots of like HR training, for example, about recognizing our differences and you know all this training on like accepting each other and being mindful of people's differences for example even in a culture like that um nothing to do with the company itself I would still feel that kind of imposter syndrome and it's completely coming from society as a whole it's not at all to do with my my office but I think I'm probably speaking from my my experience probably the best place I can be for that um because you know it's a huge uh, thing in our work they really push for equality and they're really a pioneer for sort of social justice um but you know I think the the thing is like I think a lot of women who apply for jobs like for example graduate jobs you just immediately feel underqualified when you probably have the same experience as the next person and I don't think any employer is expecting a wealth of experience from a 21 year old you know so um yeah I think just I think it's such a societal thing where we just have such a lack of confidence in ourselves as women in general but yeah no I think just seeing more companies working towards achieving gender parity and achieving um you know having more women in senior roles is just so important to see. I think it's definitely important in areas like our subjects like law architecture maybe medicine and things like that that are typically thought of as male or male dominated but I've definitely noticed in our course there was far more women than I thought there were going to be and you said the same about your course like there's so many 
So I think there is, the culture is changing and we should be more confident about our place and that we deserve to be there and we're just as qualified as anybody else, you know. Well, that was our last question and it is so nice to sum up on such a great note about equality, self-esteem and confidence. I wanted to thank you so much, Rosha, for coming and taking part in our second podcast of SDC's podcast series. It was lovely to have you here with us. Thank you very much for such good talk and for all the detailed explanation of your work. So again, thank you very much for this insightful discussion about careers and digital skills. I'm sure our listeners also found it really helpful. Yeah, it was great to be on the podcast today. Um, thank you so much for inviting me and uh, hearing everything I had to say about my time at Queen's and my graduate role. Yeah, I agree. I think it was a very motivating discussion. Um, in the meantime, we would also ask our listeners to follow us at AHSS Digital Champs on Instagram or at QUB Digit Champs on Twitter. And keep an eye for any future podcast episodes or events. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify as well to keep up to date with future episodes. Have a lovely day and see you soon.